Professor Brain Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash thevulnerablescientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. What are the hobbies that you have or what are the first things that you do that have nothing to do with your PhD or your podcasting? Cooking. Things that, yeah. Sorry? Cooking. 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 I love to cook. Love, 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 love to cook. What f- I cook which my... food? Which food do you... Oh my goodness. I, uh, you name it, I cook. I recently was cooking this week. I was cooking, learning how to cook jalof. Mm-hmm. I got Rice. it from a, the recipe from uh, a Ghanaian friend of mine because I'd been wanting it and I'd been craving it and he sent me a recipe and I think I nailed it. Mm. So I love cooking for my people, for my friends. Oh, it's a, lo- it's a form of love language for me and it's a way how I de-stress. I love looking up recipes, mm. um, trying it. I love look going out to eat and like, like trying new things and trying to figure out like what is in this food mm. or trying to be like how can I replicate this at home mm. like cooking I oh, love to cook like I can spend 12 hours in the kitchen just cooking Ooh. and you can leave me alone and I can create every like okay basically almost anything as long as I can follow and you give me the ingredients mm. I love it so much what's your favorite food I don't have one <laughs> I, it's like picking a favorite child i can't mm. I, I i i love food so much and food for me has just got it's got different moods it's got different feelings i don't know i that's i i cannot answer that like i love food too much to just pick one i love various different things i love rice i love pasta i love uh, rice i love i don't know man i, I love salads i love veggies i it, it's too hard that's that's terrible i love seafood so like no it's it's hard i cannot answer that it's like picking a favorite child i cannot <laughs> <laughs> what what is the experience like moving from malawi as much as you were young moving from like of, of course you go back and forth but what is it how different is it malawi and south africa um yo I mean, it's very different, you know, uh, just in terms of the things that I take for granted sort of here, you know, um, it's a little bit more difficult. I, my dad also always sometimes says to me that like, you know, your life could have been very different. So for example, the kids who I used to play with, um, when I was younger, when I was six, Mm. the girls, for example, some of them. So this is um this is in Nkoda Kota, which is where we lived. Um this is Lake Shoreside by Lake Malawi. Um before we moved to Lilongwe and then we came here to South Africa. Mm-hmm. So when I go back there, that's where my grandmother is. The girls my age have like 
two, three kids, mm-hmm. um, married. Some of them didn't really complete school. There's just, you know, so there was a time when my dad was just like, this just shows how life can be so humbling. Like for me, I'm, I'm not married. I don't have kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> trying to pursue a PhD, you know, before the, before the age of 30, I'm trying to do all of these things. And it just goes to show how different my life would have been, um, you know. So I'm really, I take note of the privilege of how I'm really grateful of the life that I have currently. Because if it was, if I was still where I was, mm. we wouldn't be having this conversation definitely, you know. Yeah. So um, there's that aspect which I always take into when I go home that, yo, my life could have been different. You know, um, and also, I mean, Malawi, <laughs> Malawi and South Africa are oh, going to Malawi is like a holiday. You know, mm-hmm. I we go there for like a month, visiting mm-hmm. the various parts of my various different families for a couple for either a week or a couple of days, and we move all across visiting both my mom's side and my dad's side, mm-hmm. and uh, it's different, different, different things. They are when we are in Lilongwe, which is the capital you know there it's almost like being in South Africa where you have you know like the TVs and stuff like when I was younger I used to be like oh you know the DSTV and all of that stuff then when you go to the village it's like I have to walk 10 k's to go and get water so Mm. there's a huge contrast so it's and also at the same time I recognize that I I do it in a very fly-by-night way Mm. where because it's for a month. And even when I say a month, it's not like I'm staying in one place for yeah. a month. I'm moving around. So it's almost like just being a tourist and a visitor and all of that stuff. So I I don't get to sort of experience living in Malawi, if that makes sense. I'm sort of just like passing through and in a very tourist way. And I also recognize how it's difficult. And the people who are doing great things, and, they, and there are people who are doing really amazing things there as well so yeah it's it, it's it's very very different and I always like it always just makes me my I always get sometimes reminded of this um where my dad always says that like when I first came to Africa I could not speak a word of English mm. like no ways I mean I could like very broken mm. but you know now the way that you hear me because like one of the first things that people always compliment me is how I speak my articulation of English and you know so my dad always goes like ah, don't be impressed that's why she couldn't speak English (laughs) 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 her English if you saw her English you know it's just it's just it wasn't all that good as Mm. it is right now so it's just some of those things where you compare in contrast of just the Anne who came when she was six seven years old to the Anne who is now who is you know this woman who you hear who speaks confidently who you know just yeah there's a lot of it's 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 a it's a complete change food wise how different is it or how the same is it to be honest with you um we eat the same my 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 parents are not are not bougie if i can say that like we eat if we like they my mom like i said she's got the garden mm-hmm. so she grows the same type of veggies um there's a place where is the malawian market so we eat the food that is being eaten in malawi 
my mom would try, has always incorporated it here in mm. South Africa. So mm. I, I don't get like a culture shock like oh, when I go yeah. back home because we eat the same, same way that we'd have eaten. Granted, with your maybe a little bit more fancier when I make like some fancy things, but the same foods, like well, not, not in my mother's house, the same things you will find them, the 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 different types of you know maize meal you know your cassava she'll have uh, her uh, I don't know pumpkin leaves like or the fish the dried fish the tiny fish you know like no they it, it wasn't different it wasn't for me and growing up it was never different because my parents really still wanted to have that I think for them it was always just having that part of themselves. And even speaking the language as well, mm. you know, they they always it was always part of it. So yeah, so I'm really fortunate to that that my parents never let that go, and that's why they also very of the opinion of us going to Malawi as often as possible. Mm. Are there other hobbies? <laughs> um, I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> sleeping <laughs> yeah that's a hobby <laughs> Netflixing you know reading I love to read as well mm. which book would you recommend oh which book would, would I recommend um, I recently finished reading um, James Clear's Atomic Habits I loved that I loved that it was very good and also Napoleon Hill's um, Think and Grow Rich um, I loved that. And he also has another one called um, Out of the Devil. Mm-hmm. So I love books that sort of make me think a little mm-hmm. bit mm-hmm. Um, in that way, almost practical mm-hmm. um, and just how they are very applicable. Like Napoleon Hill's books are years old, but they're still applicable um, in this day and age. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those are the types of books off the top of my head that I can definitely recommend. Okay. All right. Um, in the future, what are you planning to do career-wise? Um, oh, it's a very audacious dream. Um, I really want to pursue this avenue of being a science communicator. Mm. Um, in its entirety mm-hmm. in the sense that I haven't figured it out exactly so of course I have a dream for the podcast in the sense of you know being on television and making having a team where a premium platform for Africans mm-hmm. them you think um, you think root of the science and have a whole team who does everything and I interview these various amazing African scientists globally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the dream with the podcast. The dream for me as Anne, as Dr. Anne, because that's who I'm going to be. Mm. Um, I really want to pursue, yeah, like I said, the, the science communication in its, in its entirety, mm. um, being a science, like a consultant, mm-hmm. um, communication-wise. I, like I said, I haven't figured it out exactly, but just, I just feel like there's, there's just so many, like, there's just so many amazing things that are being done by institutions, by mm-hmm. researchers, by people who are doing research. Mm-hmm. And it's not 
being, I don't want to say not communicated properly, but it's, it's not as effective as it needs to be. And we saw those holes during mm, the pandemic. Yeah. So um, I want to be one of those people who can be able to communicate, who can be able to effectively communicate that. So be it in um, written form or spoken form. Um, so I'm currently trying to really hone my skills mm. um, in my science community. Not only because I I think I figured out not I think I think I've really honed my skills in the speaking aspect of it. So mm. I want to hone my skills in the other aspects of it so that mm. I can all round I can be sort of like a Swiss knife and be able to do it well um, in consultancy because I've seen it being done you know abroad in Europe and it's being done really well like science journalism is is phenomenal and it's people who've done who are like you know, physicists or who are engineers mm. or who are crop scientists, just because they have that understanding of science, um, they're able to understand how to communicate it effectively. So, yeah, I want to be one of the leading science communication consultants in Africa. Mm. Um, that's the dream. I don't know how. <laughs> and mm. the, one of the dreams is to work yeah, with the UN somehow, some way mm-hmm. um, as well. So I don't know how I'm going to do it yet. I haven't figured it out, but that's my future thing. So that's why I'm saying that like, and I think that's where it goes back to being, just being like knowledge transfer, knowledge transfer being the core of who I am. I want to be able to transfer knowledge effectively. And that's why I said to you that being a lecturer for me feels like I'll be boxing myself mm. in. Um, because I want to do it in a different way because it still involves what I love to do people mm. and science I don't know how <laughs> knowledge transfer that's that's what I want to do oh thanks for sharing that uh you said Swiss need I, I don't know if I had that right <laughs> I said Swiss knife Swiss knife yeah Swiss knife, Swiss knife. yeah What's that? I want no, no, no. I mean, like you know, a Swiss knife. It's got very. It's it's like that pocket knife that's got various different tools. It's oh. not one knife. It can do various different things. So I was saying, I wanted to be like a Swiss knife in terms of like science communication, where oh, okay. I can do various different. That's why I said consultancy, mm. and even just agricultural consultancy as well. Mm. I'm not going to study all this amount. Yeah, <laughs> not use my degree. Yeah, because I've realized that as well that the things that I think everybody knows in terms of farming and agriculture, mm. it's not that common. <laughs> yeah. So again, knowledge transfer. Mm. Um, where I was actually helping a cousin of mine, you know, do something on a on a butter farm, and oh, it was so beautiful. And I realized, oh my goodness, I can consult and I can do this. Mm. So um, I have another project with another friend of mine who also wants in terms of how to effectively farm their land so that's also another thing that I want to do consultancy see like consult I don't necessarily and then maybe later on in life I'm not mm. in farms but yeah consult <laughs> consult 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 okay great um we're coming to the end of this podcast and I was wondering mm. um 
is there any question that you would have loved to be asked so that you can answer? Or is there anything that you'd like to talk about that we've not talked about on this podcast? Um, I think everything everything is really good. I felt like I've been speaking. Mm. Uh, but no, I, I think you've asked me. Yeah, you've, you've done the thing you've been asking me. Okay. So, all right. <laughs> so there's nothing else to add. Uh, no, I just think, yeah, I think, no, I think I've said a lot. Like I said, if mm. anybody can hear anything from me, yeah. mental health support, which is one thing, networking, like from then on, networking, just putting yourself out there. Those are my key takeaways just in terms of things that I've learned so far. How do you feel after having this conversation? Um, I felt... I feel really good, but also at the same time, like I realized sometimes I was just speaking a lot. That's how when I realized with that whole book thing, I was like, ah, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean, as much as I am very open, I real, I realized I was like, oh my gosh, this is going on internet forever. So there's some moments where I felt like I've never spoken about something so publicly, mm. um, but I also realized that they are. I needed to speak about it in the sense that to help somebody else mm. but so it was really you made it really easy to talk and that's what i really appreciate 